So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you are having an amazing day. And today we are jumping right into some content about why it's so hard to focus. And I want you to mark my words. In the next 10 to 20 years, focus will be considered a superpower. I'm calling it here. You heard it here first. Unleash the man within. The, the, the superpower of the future will not be the ability to get tons of work done. It won't be the ability to create wealth. It won't be, you know, coming up with the next greatest tech invention or creation. It will simply be the ability to focus. We are in the most distracted society that has ever existed on planet Earth. We are overstimulated. We have too many options. We are inundated with marketing, advertising, and information. And all of it makes it difficult by the day, more difficult by the day to focus. So if you have at some point in this last year experienced brain fog, scattered thinking, difficulty just concentrated and focusing, I want you to know, number one, that has been a common experience for a majority of humanity because of the state of affairs, especially in the Western world. But secondly, I would like you to know that um, there's something you can do about it and that it doesn't have to be this way. And I want to talk a little bit about um, one of the things I've identified personally that has um, that's really been helpful just to, to find my place of focus again. Because I would say it's probably in the last four or five years where I have noticed my ability to stay concentrated and focused for extended periods of time has really waned. Now, to put this in perspective, in 1990, the average attention span was 20 minutes. 20 minutes, okay? That means like on average, a human being could engage in an activity without really getting majorly distracted or disoriented for 20 minutes, a third of an hour. Today, the average attention span is seven seconds. Seven seconds. After after that, we get distracted. We're looking to what's next, which you may recall from some of our previous episodes. The addiction starts with a obsession with what's next. So we are not just we are not just lowering our attention spans here and becoming more distracted. We are actually conditioning our brains for addiction to anticipate what's next. We are becoming addicted to notifications, social media, scrolling, and all kinds of other distracting behaviors that are ruining our mental and psychological well-being and our overall health. So I know it's a little bit of a grim picture. But what I want to let you know is that while this is common, it is not normal. 
you and I in our normal states, we are focused. We, we have longer attention spans than seven seconds. That's for darn sure. And I wanted to just give you something that has been really useful of late for me. Um, and in fact, what I believe is probably one of the things that I've been missing in my approach to just finding inner peace, calming my nervous system and everything else. Now, this is not my own idea. I mean, a lot of the ideas on this podcast are not my own. Uh, I wish I was that smart, but um, you know, my, my job, at least partially on this podcast, is to be a curator, which means that I am giving you content um, that I have, I have just you know, sifted through from other places and I'm kind of re-channeling it through my own lens, using my own words um, to, to present to you, you know, information, facts, studies, tools, systems, concepts, and principles that I believe are going to make your life better. And, and this is no exception. The person who has really been championing this message in my life is uh, an Instagram account, actually. And um, the Instagram account is the.holistic.psychologist. And that account is run by Dr. Nicole uh, LaPera, I believe. I'm, I'm blanking a bit. I think it's LaPera. And I, I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there's tons of people who have great accounts, you know, and, they, and they're, they're really getting um, some of the, the practical components of psychology out to the masses, but nobody is doing it even close to as well as uh, the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicole LaPera. She has, I think, four and a half million plus followers on Insta. And um, she's just found a way to communicate these truths of psychology in a really applicable and relatable way. And um, I want to start by reading a post that I think is going to really, it's just going to frame where I want to go with this better than I think anything else would. And this is a post on uh, why sex and physical intimacy can be overwhelming or not fulfilling. Now, I want to start here because I think, again, whether you're married or you're single and you know your sex life is totally dry, uh, this is a good thing for you to listen to. It's going to give you some insight, not just into you know, healthy sexuality and a healthy sex life, but as well as the healing process and what it might look like to recover from porn addiction. She offers really unique perspective. Now, this is one of those posts where it's like the title is, is sort of the, the main picture and then you kind of scroll through. So I'm, I'm swiping left here as I, as I read through. Okay, this is why sex and physical intimacy can be overwhelming or not fulfilling. Many of us do not feel safe in our bodies. Take that statement in because this is the premise of today's episode and where we're going even with this post. Many of us do not feel safe in our bodies. This could be because our bodies were violated, because of the way our bodies were commented on or spoken about, or because sexuality was shamed within our homes. When we are not safe in our bodies, we go to our thinking mind, not our feeling mind, our thinking mind. Our focus can become, what do they think of my body? Are they turned on? Is this taking too long? Etc. Now, that, those are examples of when you're actually engaging in sex. But as a single guy, I became really insecure about my manhood, um, even about like my equipment, so to speak. And it manifested in like, you know, I would I would measure and I would I would do different things that were like very logical and rational, but clearly demonstrated that safety outside or a lack of safety rather within my body. 
In this state, we are unable to feel pleasure or connection. In order for sex to be fulfilling, we have to be able to express our needs, what we like, what feels good, how we want things to go. We also need to be comfortable enough to learn another person's needs and their body. People cope with this discomfort in different ways. They use substances or behaviors to numb. They become hypersexual and engaging in sexual behaviors that are impulsive. Hello, porn, masturbation, etc. They avoid sexual intimacy altogether or they leave the body, which is called dissociation, which feels like having sex, but you're not really there. Finding partners that we can communicate with, that we feel safe with, and who understand our past trauma is key in regulating our nervous systems. Being sexually intimate with another person can feel very uncomfortable, awkward, or scary when our nervous systems are dysregulated. Pornography has greatly influenced the way people believe sex should feel or look like. In reality, sex might look like taking breaks, stopping to communicate, exploring, breathing together, releasing tears or stored energy, shaking, etc. So just, just take that in. I'm going to read this, this last little statement here again because it has the most relevance to this podcast and you know the, the issues that we're addressing. But you can, kind of, you can kind of feel the power behind this post and, and the importance of staying in your body. That's really what it's all about. It's being safe in your body. Now, let me read this last statement. Again, if, if you are not actively having sex right now, I still want you to take this in and let it frame some of your expectations for what sex will be like when you reach that stage of life. Pornography has greatly influenced the way people believe sex should look or feel. In reality, sex might look like taking breaks, stopping to communicate, exploring, breathing together, releasing tears or stored energy, shaking, etc. In these things she's listed, my wife and I have experienced, I think, 80 or 90% of it. There's only one thing on there that I'm like, I don't think we've consciously and like intentionally done that. And that would be breathing together. I think just about everything else I've experienced in my sex life, totally healthy, totally normal. And a huge part of being able to stay safe in your body in the moment, because what she's saying is absolutely true. If we do not feel safe in our bodies in the moment, then we dissociate. We, we start looking elsewhere and we basically shut off our inability to experience pleasure. And for guy brain, this is very dangerous because guys can actually do that pretty quickly. We can sort of make the disconnection. It's a bit easier for us to compartmentalize. And in doing so, we end up basically making orgasm the goal of sex. When in reality, the, the, the true goal of sex is connection and experiencing intimacy together. And what matters more than anything else in the experience of sex is that you experience it together with another person. And, and, and again, you know, it, it's, it's all the more reason for me why sex should take place in the context of marriage because nothing is safer than a godly, biblically-based marriage. Now, don't get me wrong. Just because you're a Christian and you're married doesn't make your marriage safe. There is work to be done. Creating a safe marriage takes a lot of hard work. And if I'm being honest, 
there are tons of marriages out there or tons of relationships out there that are not um, at the stage of marriage. They've chosen not to have a covenant, but their connection is way safer than a lot of the Christian marriages that are out there today. So the it doesn't change my standard personally, but what I'm saying is it's not an automatic thing. There, there's effort required to reach that place. But when you experience safety within a marriage, within a covenant, there's nothing like it. And it is the, the perfect seedbed for healthy sex. And um, one of the reasons you might find it so difficult to focus, whether it's in a sexual experience whether it's just simply at work, you know, when you're doing projects and everything else might be, it just might be that you actually don't feel safe in your body. Now, for me, this has been honestly monumental. My wife and I were away for four weeks, uh, four weeks, I wish. We were away for four days a couple weeks ago. And so we, we were at uh, an all-inclusive resort. Those are nice and close by here when you live in Jamaica. And so we've had the, the opportunity to just do that several times. And um, this time away was really different for me. I think other times I've had um, just good opportunity to read, to catch up, do some personal development. Sometimes it's been visioning and dreaming about the future. But this last one was really about just finding safety in my body again. And I didn't realize how dissociated I had become, I think, with the stress of, you know, the book release and writing the book, uh, moving to Jamaica, we, uh, you know, we had to rent out our place and the, the tenants that we picked for our place have moved out prematurely. So we've had to find new tenants while living in a different country. And we, we've had lots of stressors and, and stress is not just because you have stress doesn't mean you dissociate. But I think my response to the stress has been that dissociation. And that time away was really helpful for me to just be in my body and find safety here again. And I want to encourage you, if you're finding that it's hard to experience pleasure in, in things that used to give you pleasure, if you're finding it hard to focus and, and really channel your mental faculties to get work done or to complete a task, if you're finding yourself with a lot of brain fog and when you engage with people, you're not really present, it might be that you need to discover safety in your body again. And what I want to invite you to do is a couple really simple, practical things that will quickly get you back into that associative state. It's really simple. So I'm going to talk about something spiritual. I'm going to talk about something physical. And then I'm going to talk about something practical that you can do that's going to help you stay focused and stay safe in your body. Okay. First things first, I want to talk about the physical one, and I'm actually going to put a link to uh, the holistic psychologist post about this, um, but she calls it tapping. And she says that actually anytime you want to regulate your nervous system, work through trauma memories, or just simply feel grounded and safe within the present moment, you can do this. Now, it's very simple. It's basically with your, your middle finger and your index finger on both hands, put them on your forehead. Okay, so imagine, so you got your fingers, they're side by side together on your forehead, just above your eyebrows, okay, on each side, and lightly tapping. And while you do that, you're reminding yourself, I'm in my body. I'm in my body. That's your mantra, if it were. I'm in my body. 
I'm in my body. Now, I know, like, um, for me, I was raised that you don't really participate in these kinds of meditative kind of activities, like, unless you knew they were biblically based and, and that they had, were spiritually sound. I just want to let you know, um, if you read the Psalms, it's really clear that being safe is a high priority of God's. He wants us to find our refuge in Him. Uh, refuge is a place of safety. So I believe that anything that brings psychological, physical, or spiritual safety to an environment is inherently godly. Now you have to be careful with the methods. Uh, we don't want to get into you know mantras that are engaging. Um, I don't know, engaging other sort of spiritual practices that are outside of the realm of Christianity. You want to be careful. I personally believe that you know saying I'm in my body. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And in fact, I found it very useful. So uh, I'll let you make your decision. You might disagree with me. That's fine. Um, but for me, this has been useful. And as I said, I, I think it, it is scripturally and biblically aligned, although it's not directly in the Bible. So if you want to put your fingers back uh, right above your eyebrows, that light tapping, and you're saying, I'm in my body. I'm in my body. And you're giving yourself a chance to just become present in the moment. And after you tap there for a few seconds, then you move to uh, the space just above your upper lip. And it's the same thing. You're tapping, I'm in my body. I'm in my body. And then it's your chin. And then it's your pecs just above, kind of below the collarbone, but above the nipples, somewhere in that middle ground. I'm in my body. I'm in my body. And it might sound a little bit hokey, but I'm telling you, if you if you try this and you do it consistently, you are going to notice the shift. Even just doing it now, I can feel my brain relaxing and I can feel myself way more present in this moment. It really does make a difference. Okay, that's the physical thing you can do. Spiritually, a great way to restore safety within your body is simply to say these words, come Holy Spirit. It is this idea of inviting the presence of God into the moment. Um, you know, if you read the book of John, the Holy Spirit is actually referred to as a counselor. And in Isaiah, Jesus was prophesied to be a wonderful counselor. That, that whole idea of counsel, of psychological health and well-being, I believe that's been woven throughout the scriptures since they were written. And so I think experiencing this aspect of the, the triune God is actually really powerful. It can be an incredible way to enhance your psychological health. So one of the things I'll do in the moment, if I find myself overwhelmed, I notice my thoughts are drifting, I'm really not present, I'm, I'm distracted, I'm thinking about what's next. And I, I find this a lot in Zoom meetings especially. It's so easy to dissociate because it requires so much concentration to, to just stay present in a Zoom meeting. And I will just say, oh, thank you, God. I invite you back in. You know, and I'm just kind of saying in my head, I welcome you back. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, come into this moment. Just be with me. And that whole, just making myself aware of the presence of God does unbelievable things to bring me present in the moment and find safety within my body. So that's the spiritual thing. And the practical thing, a really good practical thing to do is to go for a walk. I just find going for a walk, getting yourself in nature especially, very, very good for concentrating the mind and just uh, dissipating some of the noise and some of the buzz that can keep us sort of on edge, distracted, and, and edging if we aren't careful. And of course, we know that can lead to a lot worse behavior. 
So that's everything for today, guys. I hope this helped you. I hope it gives you some insight. Um, I know we're, we've kind of touched on two different facets of the subject. One is in a very direct um, sexual context, and the other is just general focus and concentration. Um, I am going to put links in the show notes to these posts that I hope will help you. I hope they give you some insights. And I do highly recommend following this Instagram account. She's fantastic. And I haven't really seen anything that I, I disagree with uh, yet. So I'm, I'm, I am comfortable endorsing it. And um, it's not just that I haven't seen anything I, I, I don't, or I haven't seen anything I disagree with, but I've seen tons of stuff that I do agree with. And one thing I really appreciate about her is that she talks about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness, which um, it's really weird, but in modern psychology, you'd be shocked at how many people do not talk about forgiveness and how some people don't even think it's necessary for the healing process. Um, gosh, that's another episode for another day. But um, all to say is um, I think she's great and I think you should follow her account. So thanks for listening today. I hope this helps you live your life with confidence and integrity. I'm cheering you on. We'll talk soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. 